0: Welcome to Mommy's on a Call, your sacred space to laugh, learn, and feel like a real grown-up human for a hot minute. I'm Stephanie Uchima Carney, a mom of three under six, serial entrepreneur, business strategist, and donut connoisseur, just trying to get through the day one cold cup of coffee at a time. I believe that with more intention, a positive mindset, and self-care, it is possible to thrive in motherhood, business, and life. Hello and welcome back to Mommy's on a Call. Today, I'm excited to bring on Jennifer Blossom. She's a boy mom of two, occupational therapist, and the CEO and founder of Blossoming Moms, a digital wellness brand that helps overwhelm moms simplify motherhood using healthy habits and simple strategies. She's also the host of the top-rated mom podcast, The Blossoming Mom Show, and lives in a little fishing town with her husband and sons just south of Anchorage, Alaska. Welcome, Jennifer. Yay, Stephanie. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, before I ask you all about Alaska, I wanted to ask, what is your biggest mom win of the week?
1: Oh, mom win of the week is getting childcare, like organized for all these interviews without any meltdowns happening this morning. And it was like, yes, yes, yes. Give it to me. (laughs) Oh,
0: well, that's awesome. Having childcare is the best, especially now. right?
1: Like it's, it's been like a year of like off and on and to be able to get it to where it needs to be. It's just been like, yes, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. and What is your
0: family structure like? So I know you had, you're a boy mom of two, but what are their ages? What does your family look like?
1: So I, my husband and I are young thirties and then our oldest boy Brody, he is three. And then my youngest Cole, he just is about ready to turn 11 months.
0: I was going to say, when I saw photos, we basically have kids around the same age. I mean, I have a five and a half year old boy, but I also have a almost three-year-old girl and I gave birth February of 2020. So she just turned one. Our kids are around the same age, Yes, except I have two girls and you have two
1: boys. Boys. (laughs) gosh. Yeah. And I'm like, I feel like if we had a third, I feel like I'm like, yes, let's get our girl. But it would still be like, probably.
0: a might boy. Be, I was gonna say you might be a boy mom of three. Yeah. I know yeah. so many people who try for the next one. The third. Yeah. I actually know someone who had two girls tried for a third and ended up with twin girls.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Which I, I'm like, yes, that'd be my luck. Yeah, can you imagine so- that? Like four
0: girls, you go from two girls to four girls. I mean, they're oh so happy, but still it's just like, wow, you just never know.
1: One of my, yes. One of my employees, she had two boys and then she got pregnant and she had a two twin girls. So it was like two to four immediately.
0: So Alaska, I love that you're in the audience can not see, but you're like in a tank top basically right now. And I'm here freezing in a sweater and I'm in Southern California and you're in Alaska. So why Alaska? (laughs) Like, what do you and your husband do in Alaska? (laughs)
1: I am like trying to live vicariously through you because like your 60 degrees right now is seriously like July for us. And I'm like okay looking out it's it's March there is like eight feet of snow I'm trying to like wish like all the warm weather right now it's so like give me my tank top give me my skinny jeans like we're here but we were so we were born and raised here. my husband and I both born and raised just south of Anchorage very much had families that homesteaded up here so funny enough like both of our grandparents came from that Midwest so Minnesota area came up kind of strong roots here just south of Anchorage and very much had this like rustic, like pioneer upbringing here in Alaska, very much like fishing and canning food and just all that up here, which I thought was like totally normal until we like left to go to college. And grad school and i was like whoa that's just like that's a little off the grid living and so anyways we both grew up south of anchorage alaska i went out did school in boise he stayed here went to university of alaska anchorage and then we came back and met and got married after college and then went on to grad school and came back and raising our kids here for now anyways that's incredible
0: and by the way i never would have guessed you were in alaska unless i you know looked at all of your photos but like from your business and everything which i want to talk about in a minute is just building this remote business in Alaska, but thriving. And uh, I mean, you would never know. And so that's incredible that you've been able to do this all from Alaska,
1: but let's just, like, yeah. guess, Like everyone's like, Oh, you're not from LA. I'm like, no, should I be like, which I'm like, yes, I should be like in LA. I don't <laughs> know why I'm up here in Alaska, but that's so funny. And it's like the power too, of just like the social media and the internet these days is like literally like the way we're able to connect and converse and bond and just have these opportunities together is just, it's such a blessing right now in this time that we live in. Well, so being in kind of
0: this different environment, being in Alaska, how is your life kind of structured there with motherhood? Like what inspired you to start this company? What does your job situation with your husband look like? You said you just got childcare. Where did this all come about?
1: Yeah. Funny. It started in grad school. So I was getting my doctorate in occupational therapy. And I realized living in Alaska, we have so many like little villages that require remote, you know, healthcare. And there's so many people who have, who don't have access to healthcare services. And for me, like being a mom, I'm like, man, that means there's all these moms and kids who are lacking that community and that connection. And just this basic practical sense of like, how do we do mom life better? But it's not practical sense for so many moms. And like, for me specifically, like I had to hit that rock bottom of extreme overwhelm, extreme exhaustion, extreme like burnout to realize that like, Hey, like this is how so many moms are living. Like, how can we make that shift and that change? And so for me, it came from two things. Number one, like having that rock bottom moment myself. And number two, like as a healthcare provider, seeing that there were so many people and moms in particular who didn't have that support or resources or the know-how of like, how can we make this easier for ourselves? Like we're here all the time for our kids, but like who's pouring into us as moms. And so combining the best of both worlds to figure out how we can be a medium for moms to come to and to grow and to thrive and to flourish, not to be on this hamster wheel of survival mode really was the the cornerstone of how everything kind of came about.
0: So you were doing occupational therapy before you launched this. I mean, you're still technically an occupational therapist. Yes. What were you doing? Like when you were pregnant, were you doing that? Did you continue doing that once you had your baby? Like yeah. when did you decide to make this switch in kind of not
1: careers, but yes. In, yeah. in business? Well, Yeah. I'm actually still working. I work one day as a week as an occupational therapist, primarily with aquatic therapy. And then as I was building this business, I was, it was just like the straight up like mom hustle. Like it was like, go to work full time, get pregnant, get super sick, just like really freaking miserable sometimes, but you just got to do what you got to do. And it was like, early mornings, late nights. And then, you know, our firstborn was here. So it was like the nap time hustle. I mean, it was just like grinding, but not to the point of like grinding out and being stretched so thin, but just really understanding like the passion behind this of like helping moms and understanding that like, this is like a calling on my life and i feel this so much so like i feel responsible to show up and to share like this message with the world and so it was figuring out that deep grounded truth of like why am i doing this like what is that vision like how can we help moms and then figuring out just like how to structure my days, like whether I'm at work or on the weekends or whatever that looked like for me in a way to build it. And now like, thankfully it's in a place where I am only working one day a week for occupational therapy. And I have time to have a a nanny come in and to be with our kids. And that's been a a blessing as well, but just figuring out what works for us for each given season, like that has been the game changer for us. And just really holding true to that. Why of like, why we're doing this, who we're helping and just being unstoppable with that mindset and, and with the processes behind that.
0: So starting off in, you know, your family was in homesteading and to th- all of a sudden so think that crazy. you're like now this online entrepreneur and you yeah. know, you're fully online, digital, everything. Where did you find the resources or what inspired you to start all of this online? Like, how did you find out how to do this? Cause there's a lot of moms yeah. out there who might be not in Los Angeles in New York in a major yeah. city or who might not have the resources to, you know, start something and they don't know where to go. I mean, like there's a lot of moms maybe in the Midwest or even I have a lot of moms that listen that are in Canada who are in a town of like a thousand people and their only way to reach people is digitally and online. I mean, 2020 gave us a perfect way and segue into that. But you started this before all of this, you know, before Zoom was like the go-to medium. So how did you start and where did you
1: look for resources? That's such a good question. And I think for me, it was understanding that like, I had to get scrappy because I didn't have resources myself because I was that mom. Like I was that mom. And I still am that mom who's living like literally eight feet of snow. I'm like, where are the moose? Like a moose just ran across our driveway and you're like, or a bear behind you. LA. And <laughs> no, for bear, those who can't yeah. see a video, she has a bear oh, behind no. her. <laughs> and it's just like crazy. And I'm like, you know, what is it? But it's so elastic that. And it's so remote. And I'm like, you're looking out and there's like palm trees and like LA is like the plan. I'm like, Oh my God, that sounds so great. But for like, for us who are in, like you said, like those remote areas or just areas where we don't have uh, access or availability to things that, you know, maybe others do like, okay, how do we do that? Like, you've got to get scrappy. So number one, like I always, always tell moms, like, it's all about your mindset, like getting really, really clear on what it is that you're doing and why you're doing that. Because if we're just trying to do things because we want to create something, but we, we don't really know why, or or we're doing things because we think we should be doing things. We don't have that clear vision for ourselves. Like anytime a setback happens or like with that real grind comes, like it's going to be really easy to fall off the track. So getting very, very clear on what you're doing and why who you're helping, like that's first and foremost, like getting those foundational roots in place. And then like, it's really all about getting scrappy. So, I mean, like for me, Steph, like it was all about like using Google, using all of these free resources that I did have. So Google, podcasts, business books, like Audible, figuring out how to piece everything together. And then as I was able to like investing in things like a business coach or mastermind and like kind of working my way up that way. So you just knowing like truthfully and realistically, like what you have right now and those resources available for you, like being scrappy and figuring out how to how to start. Like you can figure out anything with Google. And then as you like get more and more detailed in that, like podcasting and books and, and just pacing the in the t- putting the pieces together. And <laughs> I'm like, piecing the pieces, putting the pieces together yourself and then investing in that external help when needed. Like that has allowed us to, over the years to build and to scale into a place now where we really have this well old machine, but it was a lot of like grind and intentionality. And I hate using the word hustle because I feel like it's so overused, but it is, it was a lot of hard work that I feel like so many people now are afraid of, but like not being afraid of that and taking ownership of that was a huge, just a factor for us.
0: I love the word that you use was scrappy, like versus hustle. Like scrappy, like really getting in there and taking action. So yes. like when you took action, did you start with, besides like the free resources, did you start with like an online course? Did you find a mentor? At what point were you monetizing yeah. and hired these or did you hire before you were monetizing?
1: No. So I actually started in an MLM and I started with Beachbody and I had no idea what I was doing, but it was like the foundation for this. I feel like that's like, what was that? 2015 I feel like a lot of
0: people start
1: with Beachbody
0: and that is like their, and I don't even know if it's like, I consider that as an MLM versus like essential oils, but I feel like Beachbody has been the perfect like entrepreneurial foundation for a lot of
1: moms out there
0: that I've interviewed. It's so
1: interesting. so funny. It totally is. And so that was like my first introduction of the online world. And I had no idea what I was doing. I was actually like in a really dark place myself of like a lot of overwhelm and anxiety. And it was like just my final Years of getting my doctorate, and it was just like a really, really stressful period of my life. And this was like a positive outlet for me. Like, I was learning about well, I like my mind and body, like all that stuff, like with grad school. But being able to put it in like a concept of internet form was like, whoa, like what is this? So that was my first start, was like beach body, figuring out like how to share a message on an in an online platform. And then from there, I had like a, a thesis or a capstone for grad school that was looking at like pregnancy and wellness. And so that was my first step of like creating like a digital program, which looking back now I'm like, oh, it was so bad. Like it's just funny, like how we evolve over time and just like it doesn't have to be perfect. Just get out there and do it. And so that was my first step to that. And then from there it was just really Refining things, testing, trialing, putting things out there, tweaking it as you go, and just continuing the process like over and over and over again. Until now, you're to the point where it's like, like, I know exactly how to create like our programs, what kind of programs, but it was just a ton of like market research, putting things out there, testing it, tweaking it, and then learning and going and, t- and just over and over and over again. And you just keep trying.
0: And you mentioned you have a team and you outsource. Do you outsource things at your home too? So, what are the things in your life that you outsource?
1: Yeah. So at like practice for our home. So I have childcare two days a week. I have a babysitter slash nanny who comes and helps, which is absolutely amazing. I need that too. I, I love my kids, but I also love having that space and time to do things that I need to do and want to do. I outsource, like once a week, I have a, a little a high school gal who comes over and helps us clean on most weeks, like the good old deep clean and little tasks that I need, I outsource groceries. So being able to order and then go pick them up, like that saves us two hours every single week. And then say, how far to is the grocery store from you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So thankfully, like 10 minutes, but you're going to die. The closest target is three hours away. <gasps> like that to me makes my heart just so sad. Like it's just like, how? So our target is like very far away, but that is like oh, okay. We'll deal with that. But yeah, so the grocery store is fine, but Target is so far away.
0: I do base like where I live off of where's the nearest Target, Costco, and Trader Joe's. And I, I mean, I know you don't have Trader Joe's in Alaska, but. Those are like the three places that like I need in my life. And if I don't have those three, I, I like, don't know what to do. And so,
1: (laughs) yes, I, my, my parents live in Oregon and bend and it's like all like Costco, Trader Joe's hobby lobby. Like, I'm like, where are these places? Like they're all in one area. This is amazing. So amazing. So good.
0: So you also said that, you know, you like to create space for something for you to do daily. What are kind of your things that you do to nourish yourself?
1: Yeah. I love this question. And I think as an OT, just that holistic approach to motherhood is something that comes so natural for me. Cause I, I treat patients in that way, but I feel like it's a part that so many moms are missing is why these conversations are so important because as moms, like we wear so many different hats, like we have so many pillars that make us who we are, but oftentimes we get caught up in this idea that it's just like this perfect, like morning routine. That's going to make our whole day set and be fine, but it's not. And so it's really looking at, okay, like what makes me and who am I? Like, it's so looking at, okay, like number one, like our physical body, like, am I moving my body in some way, form or shape? Like every single day, could it be a gym? Sure. Could it be a 10 minute YouTube video? Sure. Could it be a walk around our neighborhood? Absolutely. So really like releasing the need to be perfect with that and figuring out how you can move your body every single day. That's like, first and foremost, take care of myself. Some days it's before my kids wake up some days it's at night. So it's like really releasing that rigidity of, perfectionism and just getting it in in some form in some capacity every single day is so important Number two, looking at nutritionally. So looking at how I'm prioritizing my nutrition, like we feed our kids lunch, right? But oftentimes like we look up at the clock and it's like, it's 2 PM and I haven't eaten all day. So we grab like a peanut butter and jelly crust from our kid's plate or a handful of goldfish. And we're like, feel like crap the rest of the day. We have no energy. So it's like, how can I prioritize my nutrition? So for me, a really easy win has been a daily smoothie, super easy to just put together for moms. And it gives us that quick, immediate, like boost of nutrition and helps us stay on track like throughout the day. So that's been huge too. Mental and emotional health. This one is so important for moms, especially because I feel like we can just try to keep everything in our head, and then it, it leads to that overwhelm and that spiral of survival mode and all of that. So, really getting clear about what's important right now for us and for for our motherhood in this season. And practically speaking, if you can take time today or sometime this week to do a brain dump and to get out everything in your head that is making you feel overwhelmed or stressed out in this current season right now, I feel like as moms, try to take on too many things and too many things like from our past and from our life that aren't working right now, if we can get rid of those things, get them out on paper and look at, okay, like this is all the stuff that's making me feel stressed out and overwhelmed and just not working or causing like a lot of anxiety in my life, get them out of our head, get them onto paper, because we can't begin to change anything first until we know like what we need to change. So having that initial brain dump, and then even going as far as on the other side of the paper making a list of like the kind of mom you want to show up as like, who is she? how does she show up for herself? How does she talk to herself? How does she talk to her kids? And that seems like kind of silly, but really getting intentional with the kind of mom that you want to be and writing those descriptors out on a paper and then looking at, okay, like I have a choice. Like I can choose to show up every day as this mom who was just really drained and overwhelmed and frazzled and putting out fires, or I can choose to be a mom who is grounded and wholesome and thriving and joyful. And what does that look like in my life? And I believe that it starts like in our mind, right? So we we clear out all the crap of like all the stuff that is making us feel like that that stress, that overwhelm. And we take those initial steps forward, starting with our mindset mentally and emotionally of the mom that we want to become. And that was like so loaded, but I mean, like it's- No, so and inspiring. I have a question like, actually on that yes, point.
0: So yes. here's where I find the disconnect. And I, I would love if you could talk me through this. Yeah. So a lot of moms, we can complain or we have that brain dump. We know all the things we're overwhelmed. with. So I'm just gonna reflect back on 2020. You know, I yeah. know so many moms who- obviously doing all the things, they're the teacher, they're the, they're everything, childcare, house cleaner, whatever it is, because it was a shit show last year. Yeah. They put all those things down. But the problem is how do you take action from there? So maybe they yeah. say, but then they make excuses. So it's like, I'm so overwhelmed because I've been with my kids 24 seven and I don't have childcare, but then they can't get childcare. Or there's that like limiting belief that, oh, I'm a stay at home mom. So I can't. How can you inspire, or yeah. how can you teach people to start taking action on those things instead of just complaining? Because see, I feel like I see that all the time. They complain, and I'm like, "Well, I'll do something about it." But I don't know how to like advise them. I'm like, well, "You just yeah. do."
1: Yeah, and that that is the disconnect. Is is like, okay, we can get everything out, but now I feel so overwhelmed because I see all the stuff that isn't working and all the stuff I want to do. It's so like, where do I even start? And that's the question is like, where do you start? And so my first part of this answer is there is no wrong way of where to start. And that's where I think we're in this culture idea that it's like the perfect like 10 step routine to get over your overwhelm or like the Pinterest idea of like, you need these five steps to overcome. And it's like, no, like we have to figure out like what works for you and for your seasons. Like push all that other stuff behind or aside and let's focus in on number one, like there is no wrong way to start. You just have to start. And so look at that list. And I basically give moms two options. Number one, like pick your lowest hanging fruit. So like something that is so simple to start, that's gonna make a little difference in your day. So let's look at like something as practical as the laundry. Like I am so stressed out because I don't do laundry all week. And then it's Saturday and I have nine loads of laundry to do. And I spend my whole weekend catching up on laundry. And that's just one thing that stresses me out. Okay. That's a really low hanging fruit to tackle. So, like, what healthy habit can we put in place? It's all about creating a little tiny habit a little baby step over time, week after week after week after week until it becomes that automatic habit. And you can just like stack another one. I think BJ Fogg has this term called habit stacking and you basically like master a habit. And then once you do it and it becomes automatic, you just stack another one. the, The problem is we try to do too much all at once. So back to that laundry analogy, it's like, okay, like, could we start a habit where we do one load of laundry every single day and we do it in its entirety. So for me, like, this is an automatic habit. After I make my coffee in the morning, I immediately start a little laundry, whether I'm working out of the home or in the home. And I work on it, like in its full throughout the day, like wash it, dry it, fold it, put it away. That way I stand top of it. And it's not this huge daunting task on the weekend. And that's one little area that you've made a step forward in your motherhood. So number one, like start with a really, really low hanging fruit and just take one baby step just Focus on that baby step until it becomes an automatic habit. The other place you could start is, okay what is most overwhelming to you right now? And then we just, so uh, let's take an example. Okay, what's one thing in your life, Stephanie, that's like really overwhelming you right now. Ironically, it's
0: trying to figure out like what I even want to do with that time. I think that's something that overwhelms me is like the options. Finally, you have some free time, you know, now my son's back in school and it's like, what do I do in that time? I actually now I'm overwhelmed with things. Like I'm staring at my house and it is just a disaster. And I really want to tackle, I mean, it's gotten to the point where there's just piles and piles of baby clothes and things that I keep quote meaning to get through, but it keeps going down the priority list because I have other more urgent things. So I walk around my house is like a disaster and it gives me anxiety, but yet I can't, when I do have an hour of time, the last thing I want to do is organize.
1: Yeah. So I guess that's an
0: overwhelming thing for me.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I think so many moms can relate to that, especially because our homes have become like these, like I'm like pointing behind me, you guys, it's like, I've got the baby gear we're selling. Like, it's totally like we're all in this. And so it's like very overwhelming to the point where it almost as like analysis paralysis of like, what do I, I like, don't even know where to start. And so it's like, the, the idea, like this metaphor of like, how do you eat an elephant? Like one bite at a time. And like, we have to almost reverse engineer this. So like looking at, okay, what is a really big stressor in your life right now? It's like having this white space, not knowing how to manage it. And then looking at how distracting your house is like, okay, it's like your house. That's a huge priority right now because your space is stressing you out. And so let's reverse engineer that, put a container of time on that. So maybe like for the next week, you're going to take 20 minutes a day and you're going to do one little project a day and you just break it down into bite-sized pieces. And so for 20 minutes on Thursday, you're going to start going through your kids' clothes and you're going to work on that until all the clothes throughout the week are done. Boom, that project is done. And so we reverse engineer these really overwhelming areas in our life. We make them very, very short doable tasks, right? Like 20 minutes of organizing your kids' clothes, totally doable, Pop in a podcast, like, and then you're done. It's not, it's not like this never ending to-do list. And so you just reverse engineer, you take those little baby steps forward, you commit to them. And then over time, like you start to create those micro shifts, that micro, those micro wins in your day. And that creates that momentum. But I think for moms, like we just get so stuck in thinking of all the things we have to do that. We just, we don't want to do them. We, We make excuses and we can never take action because of it.
0: Right. Or you just like close your eyes and you're like, I'm going to pretend I don't see this, especially like the kids toys, for example, like, it's just like you consistently feel like you're always cleaning. And so then you just get so overwhelmed that I'm just like, I'm not going to touch anything. Like, I just can't even look at it. So I just close the door of the playroom and I'm like, I'm just going to walk away. But then like, at some point you have to tackle it, but then it almost gets to the point where it's so bad that it's even more overwhelming than it would have been had you tackled it a month prior. Exactly. And
1: that's where those like little tiny baby steps come into play. Cause the idea is to play offense, right? Like, I feel like we're so caught up in playing defense and just reacting throughout our life. But if we can get us to a place where we're playing offense, where we're in control of our time, where we're in control of our days, where we're in control of our habits that don't allow our toy rooms and play rooms to get that way, then we don't have to have this like overwhelmed feeling of like, I'm going to just ignore that because it got really out of control. But I, but the problem is, is that I feel like so many areas of our life feel out of control right now that we're kind of saying that to all these areas. So now it's like doing the, the hard, painful work of taking those band-aids off and getting to the root of, okay, like this is overwhelming, but I'm going to tackle it head on and get get myself to a place where I can start to be proactive and be in control of my motherhood instead of letting my motherhood be in control of me. And I feel like that's where so many moms are right now is that it, it's just hard. It's hard, but we don't have to let the hard, like define us. Like we can still show up and enjoy this season, but we have to have the those like little systems and habits in place. So it doesn't overwhelm us.
0: Right. So playing offense in your life, how do you normally structure your day? Like what time do you wake up? When do you allocate time for yourself?
1: Like, how do you go about looking at your week or your day? this is so good. And I'm like, Oh my God, such a boy, mom house. Like let's play offense. I'm like, Oh yeah. Like I live with so many boys so many sports on all the time. So for me, like this looks so different per season. So we're just kind of coming out of that newborn season, which was different than where we're at now with like almost a one-year-old and a three-year-old. I feel you. Right. So it's like, and I think that is that conversation in itself is so important to have because we have to, as moms, like give ourselves this grace of knowing what our season is because what worked when my kids were in the newborn stage isn't working when they're in the toddler stage. And so really having that autonomy and that authority, knowing like what your season is and how to structure and manage your time in this season, like that is first and foremost, like super, super important. So what's working for us right now is number one, like, being and having this intentional mindset, like I am in control of my days and my motherhood, and life happens like curveballs happen. It's not about perfection, but it's really taking that ownership of I can swing with the punches, but also be flexible and structured at the same time. So, number one, like really getting in that right mindset first. Practically speaking, what has been a huge game changer is every Sunday night I have a meeting like with my husband. It's, it's that stupid, it's not a meeting, it's I mean, it kind of is, but it's like dinner time, family meeting. So, it's called the family meeting, but we really just talk about our week so really taking that time over the over sunday or saturday or whatever to look at your week ahead and talk about okay like what are the non-negotiables happening this week whether it's interviews or work or Doctor's appointments, like whatever. Like looking at those non-negotiables for your week ahead. I always tell moms, like, don't try to plan out your entire week on Sunday because life happens, motherhood happens, things change, and so you can you can start to see the week ahead. But really, like where that nitty-gritty of weekly planning comes into into play is that night before. So you have your meeting on Sunday night. Look at your week ahead, and then every night before the following day, you you kind of list out like, okay, what's happening this week? I tell moms choose four to five things, four to five things that you want or need to get done and work them into the schedule of of your day in the sense of blocks of time chunks we get in trouble as moms thinking that we can do everything like 8 to 9 a.m., 9 to 10 a.m., 10 to 11 a.m. And that rigid time-blocking schedule, like it kicked my butt when I first came to mom because I'm like, oh, this does not work because motherhood happens. And so if you can and really- And nap set, schedules are, you never know. Nap, yeah. Like
0: they might just decide they're not gonna nap one day exactly. or they nap for
1: four hours. So Exactly, I, yeah. exactly. So the idea behind this is you wanna work with the flow of, of your day. And so I tell moms morning, afternoon, and then evening. And so you choose like four to five things, again, that like you need to get done. Or you want to get done, or if you're like working out of the home, you know, like this chunk of time is like for that. And so figuring out what you want to get done, need to get done, and then you schedule those. Th- those tasks in those certain areas. So like for me right now, we have podcast interviews in the morning, and then I'm going to go get groceries in the afternoon. And so if something I had to wiggle around, I know I could switch it to the morning or the afternoon or the evening chunk. And that way you're not holding yourself to this super rigid schedule. That way you can still shift things around if as needed. And then again, like you're not working and running your days from this endless to-do list, like four to five things is totally manageable. You can see and slide in your days as you need to get it done. And then you can have like, a bucket of things or, a, or like a running to-do list of things that you'd like to get done for the week, but if it doesn't happen, like it's totally fine. And that releases this pressure for ourselves as moms of like having to get so many things done. Like we overload our to-do list and then we feel so defeated by the end of the day because it's not done. And so it gives you that like freedom in that sense, but also this flexibility and this structure. So you're still staying on track, but you have more wiggle room throughout your day.
0: Do you schedule this out on like a paper planner? Do you have a digital thing? Like how do you like to work with things? Yeah. Do you write things down? Like Or do you have a family
1: I- calendar? We have like all of the above. I'm like so we I'm so like old school. Like for me, I love a personal planner, like a like a paper planner to schedule yes. like my day to day tasks. So that's like my yes, yes. Like that's I like my totally have an Erin Condren life. one that's
0: like the petite planners. And I have like a yes. wellness one, a self-care one, yeah. a daily, pla- but I also yeah. have my Google Calendar.
1: Yes, yes, exactly. So I think it's figuring out like what works best for you. Like some moms love, like their personal life is managed on Google calendar. It's like figuring out like what works for you for me. Like I love the pen and the paper. Like that's just for me, like for our work, like for like, so we have our, my stat, like so I have six employees and like we work from Asana. And so if you're new, like unfamiliar, Asana is like an amazing task manager. You can color code it. It's like perfect. My favorite. So those oh are, my like, goodness. I love so Asana. Fun. It's like so good. You can do it on your app and your desktop. So we do like all of our work tasks on Asana. So I'm not going to put out like all the details of everything in Asana, like in my personal calendar. So it's like figuring out which system works for you. And then we have like a big magnetic family calendar on our fridge and that's just a monthly calendar. And it has like the main events of the month on it. So like birthdays and when I'm working as a therapist and vac- like whatever is on there. And so every calendar serves like a different purpose, but it's also like all interrelated. Yeah.
0: So I wanted to talk a little bit about also the things you do to help mom and like how you help them and kind of the programs you do and your podcast. First, I wanted to ask about your podcast. I Mm -hmm. mean, you have like over 200 episodes, you know, coming from Alaska. How did you even think like, I'm going to launch podcasts and then like keep that going. And how did you build all of that? I like uh, to have over 200 podcast
1: episodes and to have two little kids you know what? It, it all comes back like for me to like the deep hearted why, and just this like unshakable passion that I have inside of myself. Like, am my like literally like in my soul, which sounds like so weird, but it is like, just like this calling that I have on my life too. Like, I'm so committed to helping moms and that we just, we are never at a place where like moms don't need help. Like there's always new moms coming in and like moms that get stuck in seasons and moms walk through really hard things. And so for me, like, even like as a mom myself, like sometimes this is an outlet for me too. Like being able to talk with like people like you, like these really great conversations. And so just knowing that like what my mission is, and just being so committed to that, like it's just this life journey that I've been like I feel called to do. And so just having that that mindset and just taking those action steps for it, that has just been like my trajectory is just to stay forward with that and just to remember like that deep deep hearted like why we're doing this and like oh yeah like we're just getting started.
0: I always say it's a little weird that working for me is a little bit of self-care because I feel like I'm doing something for myself. So I actually get excited when I can go to my office and like do a podcast interview or work on something because I feel like that fuels a side of me that I didn't have. But I also like to do things like meditate or journal. Are there any wellness practices that you do in your day to kind of ground yourself?
1: Both. And I, I, love the calm app. Have you used
0: that app before? I have calm, but I use insight timer and simple habit. I've never heard of those. Oh, they're amazing. So simple habit I use daily because they have a five minute and it's literally called morning meditation in bed. So it's like, I wake up and I throw that on. And then Insight Timer I've had forever too. And I absolutely love, they're a little bit longer. They have courses too and like more series. So that's for when I want more intense meditations. Simple Habit is like quick, 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 which I like when you're busy. And then I love Calm too, but I was like, I'm only going to pay for like one meditation app. So I pay for Simple Habit and Insight Timer is free for me. Okay, Yeah.
1: Oh, I'll have to like, okay. So whatever app you look in, like you get like headspace, calm inside timer, like that has been such a game changer for me because like, I feel like I don't like my mind is so busy. I can't, I could, but I have a really hard time getting into a hard place of being able to have that like guided meditation and not in a sense of like, it's super wooey. It's the, it, no, like it is literally you learning how to control your thinking And creating like white space in your brain and getting control of your thoughts. It has just like been the biggest game changer. So for me, like being able to start my morning with some kind of like what you said, like a meditation, a podcast, like no social media, like getting very, very intentional with the first 10 minutes of my day. And thinking about, okay, who do I want to show up as today? Like, like kind of doing a game plan of my day and knowing that things aren't always going to happen like that. But like thinking about that intentionally, like has been huge. And then like I said, like starting with an app or a meditation or a podcast or something along those lines. And then the other game changer is having pockets throughout my day to recharge. And so whether I'm commuting to work and I need to decompress, like after I treat patients or whether it's like the lunchtime macaroni and cheese, like post bath reset or like finding those, those pockets throughout your day to recharge and to recenter, whether it's five minutes outside listening to again, like a podcast or nature sounds or just something like that has been huge. And then having a ritual at night, like before I go to bed. So again, like I, I use these apps like all throughout the day, but it could totally be like someone like doing a guided meditation or listening to nature music or just practicing silence and stillness, like figuring out ways to recalibrate throughout your day. And then when you start and finish your day, like those three grounding practices have just been keen and just so huge for me to maintain like this really healthy, like mental and emotional state. And that's where I think like, as moms, we need a ton of help. And just to bring that awareness to that of like, your mindset is everything. Like if you lose that, or if you're really stressed out or it's really busy, like everything else seems so much more of a big deal and stressful than it, than it needs to be, you know, a
0: hundred percent. So besides Calm and besides Asana, do you have any other favorite apps that you use to help you, whether it's in motherhood,
1: work, whatever that is? Yes. I like just grabbed my phone. So I just found, so like grocery delivery apps, like game changing, and I'm super minimal with all of my apps. So I will say like, I found this new fitness app called Fit On. Have you heard of them? no. It's so good. I was kind of in like a workout plateau and one of my staff members was like, you should try fit on. It is so good. And they have like so many trainers, so many workouts, it's super cheap. Like you can do it for free or it's like 20 bucks for a year or something, something like that. So many workouts, they have recipes. They have, I think they have, they have meditations and stuff too in here. It's so good. And like, sometimes like I only have time for like a 10 minute workout. And I'm like, I kind of get like in like a YouTube rut too, of like Googling like, okay, like an arm workout. They have so many workouts to choose from. So that has been like a game changer for me. I've also like really enjoyed clubhouse. Well, it's where I found you. Yeah, I was going to say we technically met on clubhouse, which is like crazy to think, but like yeah. And I think like, it'll eventually be open to mainstream too, but like having just like access to like really great conversations, like I'll pop them in, like when cooking dinner or like going for a walk, it's just like, Oh, this is so great. Like, it's just like, like, especially like if you're home with kids all day and you can listen to adult conversations, like in real time, it's just like, it's very refreshing. (laughs) Exactly,
0: (laughs) And you don't feel weird. Like you're not on zoom with your video off or you accidentally have audio that like comes on. Like that's what's great about clubhouse. As long as you're not a speaker and you accidentally unmute yourself, (laughs) Yes, which has happened, (laughs) which I know has happened. Oh my goodness. Sometimes it's hilarious, but anyway, I digress. So I wanted to wrap this up, even though I could like talk to you forever about motherhood stuff. And one of my final questions is what is your mom's superpower that you gained once you became a mom that makes you better at business life, whatever that is. So a superpower that you gained once you became a mom.
1: So simplicity and like, so I feel like, feel like it's like piggyback. So being super, super intentional. And like, for me, like that came down to simplifying everything because like before kids, I feel like I was trying to do all of these things, which leads to that overwhelm. Right. But like as a mom, I had to get very, very clear with like what it meant to create an intentional life. And for me, that meant like simplifying everything. And so everything from like My mindset to my mental health, my emotional well being, like how I showed up, like really, really, really getting clear on how to simplify my life and get very, very intentional. And that to me has changed everything. Cause I think like as moms, like we can get caught up in doing so much of the wrong things at the right, at the wrong time for the wrong reason. Like even though they could be good things, they're just not serving you in your season right now. And and we get to, we we stretch so, so much and we feel stressed too thin. So for me, again, like intentionality and just simplifying everything. And it has just, brought so much clarity and peace and purpose and joy, like in our home, which ripples out to our kids, my husband, like everybody. So that's been just the biggest superpower. And I feel like a power that every mom can create for herself. I love that. And where can we find you online? Yay. Well, thank you so much, Stephanie, for having me. It was just amazing to be here with you today. And your work is just so needed by moms. And so we love just like what you are doing too. So thank you for having me. It was just awesome to be here today. We have a podcast as well. So the Blossoming Moms show here, wherever you listen to to podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever also on Instagram. So we are at Blossoming Moms underscore co. And then our website is BlossomingMoms.co.co for all of our programs and resources, resources and all the goodies.
0: Oh, well, thank you for joining me today. I'm so happy that I met you. I'm so happy we connected and I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. So thank you. Likewise, friend. I'm so glad to be here with you today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Mommy's on a Call. Your support means the absolute world to me. You can find the show notes for this episode and other goodies over at mommiesonacall.com. And if you enjoyed this episode or have gotten value from the podcast, I would be so grateful if you could head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review so that we can reach and empower more moms all over the world together. Thank you so much again, Mommy Pod, and I will see you here next time.